0: Seven minutes after eleven o'clock, and it's not really a murder trial; it's a murder charge. Uh, we'll uh, talk with uh, Brand Houseworth, the news god here. I'll uh, we'll also talk to him about uh, city council. A couple of other things here. Uh, we'll do that in just a few minutes. But we have at the border millions of people streaming across, taking advantage of tax dollars to better themselves, and it's it's cease it's it just it won't stop. Uh, they just keep pouring in. But you should know that the administration has finally snapped into action. Uh, this, uh, this problem of these people streaming across the border taking advantage of your tax dollars has somehow uh, finally been awakened, at least the concern for that uh, at uh, the administration's level. In fact, an internal memo instructs Customs and Border Protection agents not to assume an illegal immigrant's gender identity. The Biden administration instructed Customs and Border Protection uh, to not use gendered pronouns like he, him, she, and her. I feel so much safer already, Brian. I am glad they are focusing on the important things. They have snapped snapped into action. Yeah. I mean, you'd have thought they would... What were they waiting
1: for? Just now? I mean, they could have done this over two years ago, right?
0: Uh, They were—you know what—they were so busy handing out checks. I guess they didn't have time to have Trump's cages. You know, so much, so much safer knowing uh, that these people are uh, not being misgendered. Um, Boy, that's so good. All right, it is time to change directions, ladies and gentlemen. I'm pleased to tell you. That the news god of Zimmer Radio, <laughs> Brian Hausworth, is in the studio with me now. Gary, it's a pleasure. How are
1: you, sir? I am doing well. <laughs> I can do away without the crown, though. You know, <laughs>
2: I understand. I, I don't uh, know. Just... I, I think it uh, it looks all it right. Suits it suits <laughs> him. Well, he got it from Burger King a couple That's of years true, ago. Yeah. That's true. True. Uh, <laughs> he
0: still wears it. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> all right. Tell me about this Cole County
2: murder. Oh goodness! It is uh, it is very graphic. So uh, Gary and Brian, I'll keep this uh, d- as basic as possible. I do have an updated story that I posted on our website ninety three nine the eagle dot com, and I've also put it up on kws.com. dot com. We did break the story last night, Gary, that the uh, that a woman and we had her name last night before everyone else. Her name is Regine. Redman And at unusual spelling. She also goes by the name of Regina. Real name, though, is Regine is charged with first-degree murder, armed criminal action, tampering with physical evidence. Didn't have any information, though, about a motive, and we didn't have a victim's name. Now we do have both from the probable cause statement, and they've just released the victim's name as well. Uh, the victim is identified as 80-year-old Melvin Callahan. He was 80 years old, lived in rural Cole County. In the probable cause statement here, Gary, is very graphic. It is alleging that the victim was stabbed multiple times and slashed in his neck and body area, pronounced dead at the scene. And this, according to court documents, was done by his stepdaughter. Now, there's really no big indication of a specific motive here. At least it doesn't say so, but the biggest thing the probable cause statement does say is that she told them, allegedly told authorities multiple accounts of what happened that time. She originally said that there were uh, men in the home four male voices she heard when she was in the shower. One of them was wearing a mask, she alleges, Um, and she kept telling the authorities, I was in the shower, and she was pointing This is according to court documents, Gary, pointing to shampoo in her hair. She kept pointing that out. However, the court document points out the the shampoo had never been wet as if it had been placed on dry hair. The other thing that a couple other things that stand out about this, number one, and that was number one. Number two, um, they when she spoke to the authorities, she had, according to them, blood on her hands, face, legs and arms and blood spatter on her face. And then they also ask her, because she claims she went next door to call 911, or had them call 911. They ask her, why didn't you call 911? This is according to the court documents. She stated she did not have a cell phone on her person at the time. But when they arrived, they found her standing outside a vehicle parked in front with a cell phone located in plain view of the front seat of the vehicle, of a cell phone that had been covered in blood. So very graphic. I've left a lot of it, Some of the more... And that's pretty graphic itself details out of this um really no uh, no other information in here other than a lot of the conflicting stories and she will be arraigned today at one thirty. she is jailed without bond the court is describing redmond is a danger to the community and gary one other quick thing I looked. I checked her. Uh, checked her uh, criminal record. There is no criminal record in Missouri that I can find other than she uh, apparently had failed to register a motor vehicle, but she was fined for that. But really, no other criminal record to speak of. Um, so she. Uh, but this is a big one, and the big decision for the prosecutor won't be today. Down the line, take a couple weeks to do it. Is he's going to have to decide whether or not he is going to seek the death penalty because first degree murder. Means they believe it was premeditated, but they don't have a motive. We don't know if she was looking for money or. We don't. We don't. At least it doesn't. It, it doesn't say anything in there about it. It's two pages. There's really nothing redacted um, uh, about that. She, and but she yes. actually uh, was mopping up the blood
0: and using bleach. Allegedly, yes. They they could smell the bleach on her.
2: Uh, how stupid is this woman? Um, here, here's exactly what it says. So I can. If you're at, if you, what you said there about the bleach is is absolutely correct. This is the deputy who who uh, writes this probable cause statement. Quote, Gary, I'll read it verbatim. It's two sentences. Quote. I interviewed Redmond in my patrol vehicle, and my and the interview was captured on my in car camera system. While speaking with Redmond, I noted the odor of bleach coming from her person. She provided multiple accounts of what had transpired leading up to the death. Of the victim, so yes, she—they smelled uh, bleach, um, and um, and then sh- her story about not having a cell phone obviously is contradicted by what the deputies. She's standing right next to a car that had a, a, a cell phone covered in blood.
0: It, I can't begin to uh, tell you how uh, stupid that sounds. Um, and, and, she, and she just poured shampoo in her hair but didn't get in the shower. Oh, my God. Um, that's that's right. according to the court documents, but yes. well, uh, the, she, She's entitled to a defense and uh, a trial, and, and she will get one, I am sure. In the meantime... Uh, can you tell me a little bit about Columbia's uh, yeah. uh, council to appoint the second ward council person?
2: Well, that is going to be a special meeting. It's going to be coming up tonight at 5 o'clock, and there's there's no other items on the agenda, just two things. Number one, obviously, a replacement for Andrea Weiner, and to be very clear, it's to finish her term, which is four months, Gary, as you know. And the council will do that tonight, and I have no idea what they're going to do. They've been pretty pretty tight-lipped about it. I'm not sure if, anyone, if, if they have a consent. Right now, that'll be interesting if they don't. But, you know, they need to they need to fill that according to the charter. If it's less than one year, the council shall the way the charter reads shall fill um, the term. So there's eight applicants. All eight of them are registered voters. All eight of them are mem- they live in the second ward, which is required by the uh, the charter. The other thing that's on the agenda tonight is the appointment of a mayor pro tem. Not as high profile. I don't know a lot of, me, of of media that that focus on that. Although I do, because you know when the mayor is not there, well, you know she's been out of town a few times. I know she's was in China recently, um, and it's been out of town for other events. The mayor Pro Tem presides over the meeting, so it had been Carl Scala. He was defeated by Roy Lovelady. So from August to 2022 to just Wednesday, it had been filled by Andrea Weiner. So two things are going to do tonight. If it's on oh, the awesome. event, uh, They are going to appoint a second ward council person and then appoint a mayor pro tem as well. No other items on the agenda, but I I think there's going to be a lot of interest in this.
0: Well, I don't doubt that there will be. I'm interested in it, so you are going to have to uh, keep us up to date. Will do. All right. There you go. The news god of Zimmer Radio, Ryan Houseworth. Have a great day, my friend. You too, buddy. Glad to have you on The Gary Nolan Show. Uh, all right. Uh, blowing your horn, is that constitutionally protected? Well, the Supreme Court may have to decide this. Details coming up. Gary Nolan's Zimmer Radio Network. It is 20 minutes after 11 o'clock. I don't want to blow my own horn, but I've got a great topic here. The Supreme Court is going to rule whether honking is protected under the First Amendment. In 2017, a Californian was ticketed for uh, blowing the horn on the car. Uh, Apparently, um, Susan Porter, she's 69 years old, blew her horn outside a congressman's office as a sign of support to the Supreme Court. Uh, USA Today says that uh, Porter argues that honking should be protected under the First Amendment which preserves the right to free speech. She argued that people should be able to honk their car horns as a means of celebrating a sporting victory, for example. The car horn is the sound of democracy in action, according to her attorneys. Uh, 41 states have laws against blowing your horn. Uh, Most states say that you can blow your horn only as uh, as a warning uh, as such drivers have to be careful about you know bl- you know blowing the horn uh, arbitrarily to avoid uh, getting fined can also be misunderstood as a sign of aggression based on the report honking only violates state laws when it's used excessively noise art ordinances are something else that uh, have to be taken into consideration so uh, the question is, is honking a horn free speech? Is it an expression? 874 9390 800 It's going to the Supreme Court. This kind of expression with vehicle horns is as old as the automobile. We've been doing this for decades. Uh, this is a message from David Loy, the uh, legal director at the California-based First Amendment Coalition. He's been working on this case for years. Who doesn't honk their horn at somebody and say hello or honk uh, at the protesters on the corner? Everyone does it. California and their Department of Justice, uh, their attorney, um, have, have not commented on the matter. Should you be allowed to blow your horn in cases besides, you know, warning other drivers? can be, you know, and, and I'm sure it can be annoying if somebody just sits there and lays on the horn. But who hasn't been waiting for it? And i bet, Brian, I'll bet you you do this or have done this in the past. You and your wife are going to go someplace. And you're ready to go, and she says, oh, I'll be out in a minute. And then you're waiting in the car <laughs> for 15. Uh, do you tap the horn on a case that ever happened? Uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, could you get arrested for that? Well,
1: apparently, I mean, it seems like w- didn't we discuss something similar to this with uh, f- flicking your lights? Uh, didn't some so flashing your lights? Yeah, flashing radar. Uh, I thought that uh, somebody fought this on First Amendment grounds, and this no, no, is kind okay. of
0: similar, isn't it? Uh, in some ways, it is, except that um, if you're not looking at the headlights, even if you are looking at the headlights, it's not really. Uh, you know, irritating. But it's irritating to hear a horn blow incessantly. But I don't think this person was doing that. Just probably tapped the horn a couple times to to say, you know, I'm supporting in support of the Supreme Court, and got a ticket. Is it protected speech? I don't know. Let's check with Rick. Eight hundred five two nine five five seven two or 874-9390. Rick, is it protected speech?
3: Did you say that honking should be protected or honkies?
0: Honking. Oh, okay. Honkies. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Kevin Jackson put you up to that. All right, go ahead.
3: I think that's all he had to that's say. That's all he had to say. All right. Clay, good morning. Good morning. Speaking of honkies or honkers, you got one here on this side. I have, um, I have an aftermarket train horn on my pickup that was gifted oh. to me. And it is it is extremely loud, so I would never use it just to scare somebody. It is an horn. Oh, sorry, oh, about exactly that. right. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, if you're not paying attention, you got to get honked at. And uh, something I've kind of seen around here driving in Columbia for so long is I've I've seen people that are more have to honk their horn uh, as opposed to try to avoid an accident. You know, they want to honk the horn instead of hitting their brakes or something. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people like honking their horns around here, especially me. But should you,
0: there but should is. you be allowed to, to, to blow your horn uh, in support of a crowd that's on the streets? Should you be allowed to blow your horn uh, to say hello to somebody that's that's uh, standing on the corner that you know?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's free speech. Oh, for sure. And then, you know, how is a good-looking woman going to know when a guy drives by that he <laughs> thinks she's good-looking if he can't honk his horn at her? I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> All right. Clay, Thanks, thank guys. you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Gary, is it free speech? Well, it is, but
3: the way um, the way that this will probably come down is if it's if you're supporting a conservative idea, it's against the law. And if you're supporting a Democrat idea, it's perfectly fine.
0: You are so cynical, Gary.
3: Oh, hell no. Take care, Gary. All
0: right, thanks. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I don't think it's a problem unless you're, you know, like sleeping on the horn. Uh, Every once in a while you'll see there where somebody just lays on the horn. And it's like, oh, for
1: crying out loud, that's... Remember the kids game we used to play is as you're passing a trucker to do the motion with the arm. Oh, you
0: pull the arm down like the the, the trucker
1: will respond with, you know,
0: uh, uh.
1: Yeah, like we just heard a few minutes ago. Yeah. And Uh, that would be illegal. Yeah. Come on. Sometimes people just don't use common sense, do they? No. Apparently they don't.
0: Uh, But anyway, the Supreme Court's going to have to decide this. And I do think it's free speech. But I think you do have to worry about noise ordinance, and I think you can, you can draw a line between free speech and, you know, obnoxious, intrusive behavior. The problem is, it's always going to be subjective. I thought it was too much, somebody else thinks it's not enough, someone else might think it's just right. Um, maybe they should just restrict it, Brian. Maybe they should just restrict it to traffic.
1: Come on, and give the police something else to do. You're kidding, right?
0: No, maybe <laughs> they should just make a try. Then it's not subjective. Yeah. No?
1: Uh, no. No. Suppose <laughs> a uh, biker pulls out in front of you. You No, you can't, you can't honk your horn and warn him. Wait, they already have that. <laughs> Never mind, I'm sorry.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. All right, uh... I don't know. I I I think unless you're being really abusive with the horn, it's silly to be giving people tickets for blowing the horn. Uh, As long as they're not. Don't they
1: already have a noise ordinance, disturbing the peace type law in effect? I mean, just tapping your horn a couple times is going to get you a ticket.
0: Stop. I'll tell you what. What what uh, annoys me, and that's when somebody. In their car, has the radio up so loudly. The (laughs) volume is up so high.
1: You like those bass thumps, don't you? That I can feel it in my car. It sounds terrible, too, but I bet in the environment it sounds a lot different.
0: You mean like sitting inside the car?
1: Yes. Oh, but that's going to make them deaf. Yeah, sure it is. Then they'll even turn it up more. The first time I heard a subwoofer, it was like, what is that? That's terrible, but if you're actually in the environment of feeling the actual bass, it's like, man, that sounds pretty good. But these kids of today, or even you know, some adults, have got that thing cranked up so loud it sounds horrible on the outside.
0: Are they are they enjoying the music at that volume, or are they telling everybody what a great stereo have I? I have no idea. I mean. mean, if I've got my radio on, and I almost always do, and the windows are up, and the air conditioning is on, and I come up to a stoplight and I can feel the thumping of of stereo next to me, <laughs> that's got to be incredibly loud. And I can't imagine why listening to it at that volume is, a, is beneficial. What are you getting from the music that you can't get, you know, uh, 100 decibels less? I don't know. I'm not saying it should be illegal. I'm just saying it's irritating. Hey, do you remember uh, about two weeks ago we were talking about cars that will automatically uh, uh, shut down, that there's a shut-off switch? I do, yes, sir. Well, what if I told you that my car has that already? Ah! It does. I'll tell you about it next on The Gary Nolan Show. The Zimmer Radio Network.
2: is the Gary
0: Nolan Show. It is 1135. Glad to have you with us. So Elizabeth Warren, Squaw Warren, has apparently awakened to the fact that Obamacare is driving up the cost of health care. The Wall Street Journal says it took 13 years. But Elizabeth Warren is at long last acknowledging that Obamacare increased health care prices and industry consolidation. (laughs) Yeah, better late than never. Um, what was that other story, Brian, that we heard that she was up to? There was something else she was complaining about. Oh, sandwich shop. Wasn't it the, the sandwich shop story? I didn't hear about that one. Uh, apparently, the government is concerned that um, one of the Subway, uh, I think, is it Subway? It's a privately owned sub sandwich shop, and I think it's Subway, uh, is going to be acquired uh, by a private equity firm. And they're afraid that there will be a monopoly on sub. Sandwich shops, like really that's all wow. you got to worry about is subway uh, sandwich shops it's, it's the silliest thing anyway, apparently uh, Squaw Warren and uh, Mike Braun of Indiana, he's a Republican wrote a letter to the Health and Human Services Department, Inspector General and complained that the nation's largest health insurers are dodging uh, Obamacare's MLR. That's the minimum loss, uh, medical loss ratio that Obamacare put in place. And what happens is it drove the healthcare industry to start buying each other up and merging. Uh, This ensures, uh, it it makes, uh, it it requires that insurers spend at least 80 to 85% of their premium dollars on medical claims, because somehow the Democrats and Obama thought that they knew better how to run the insurance industry. Democrats said that this would make health spending more transparent because they 're going to use eighty to eighty five percent of the money they take in to service uh, premium uh, you know medical claims instead what 's happening is insurers are merging uh, or acquiring pharmacy benefit managers, uh, retail and specialty pharmacies, healthcare providers, and it's made healthcare spending less transparent because insurers can shift their profits to their affiliates by increasing reimbursements. This is how the free market responds to government regulation. It, It just causes them... To really engage in malinvestments, things they shouldn't be engaged in, uh, and that uh, frankly uh, uh, pollute the marketplace. Insurers can use their uh, PBMs to steer patients to their pharmacies, while disadvantaging competing pharmacies with lower reimbursements and predatory fees. And I've I've seen this uh, in action. So. What happens here is they buy a drugstore chain like CVS, and then they say, if you have our health insurance and you need a prescription, you go to CVS. Otherwise, you're going to pay more for a prescription at Walgreens, the same prescription. This allows them to manipulate uh, you know, and hide the amount of money that's being spent and where it's being spent. And it's driving up prices this is what happens when the government gets engaged in behavior it just doesn't have any constitutional right to be engaged in um, everything they do they always they always allege they're gonna they're gonna make things less expensive education health care everything it's going to be less expensive if the government provides it and it ends up costing more. It ends up costing more. Just shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, Brian, you remember Betsy McCoy, don't you? I do, yes. Uh, Betsy is a friend of mine. Uh, she, uh, former lieutenant governor in New York. And uh, she was played some audio of, uh, you know, the congressman that, that uh, pulled the fire alarm? Jamal Bowman? Yes, uh-huh. W- wanting greater dialogue on reparations. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this whole reparations thing, it's just amazing to me how this stuff
1: doesn't... I, I just... really would like to see how they would be prepared to pick and choose who gets it and who doesn't based on the color of their skin. I mean, do you have to... What if you're, you know, biracial? Do you qualify? Only half as much. Oh, I see. You're just yeah, What I'm... if you are a millionaire?
0: Oh, you're still entitled. Uh, still entitled, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you'd have to prove your lineage. You'd have to make sure that nobody in your family was here uh, that that wasn't here uh, until the 1960s, for instance, or the 1950s. Good luck with that. that. That would be, you know, it would be a nightmare. Yeah, it would indeed. And it wouldn't solve a thing. Well, no, it wouldn't. Uh, the money would just get spent uh it wouldn't change the fortunes of anybody except make most Americans just a little bit less wealthy but that's uh you know that's okay if it it if it makes uh democrats uh you know get more votes from uh, minorities anyway uh she was on betsy was on uh, newsmax and uh, she she was uh, you know being queried about the reparations and she said you know the answer to this get a job get a job what a great answer just so simple go get a job we're sorry if you're still worried about it go get a job leave our money alone great response great answer i love betsy McCoy. she was so good on on obamacare but that's you know what if if you are somehow suffering, if somehow you are owed something because of slavery, which ended in, uh, what, 1865, uh, you got a problem that has nothing to do with slavery. Just go out and get a job. That's the answer to all your problems. Um, anyway, I, just, I would throw that out there. Brian if you go to a Thanksgiving dinner or if you went to Thanksgiving dinner and you had a a Biden supporter at the table do you suspect that you would have been intimidated by their uh, the Biden guide that's um, it's possible yeah i was
1: surprised actually to learn that the Biden campaign released a guide of how to respond to these crazy MAGA people that, uh, you know, bring up the economy or stuff like that. Uh, In fact, you know, there's a complete list of if, you know, the economy comes up on what to say um, in the event, you know, you can fight back and tell them that, oh no, the economy is wonderful. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It's all Joe Biden. And if they say you know like inflation is pretty bad, oh no, inflation is coming down, and you know those those kind of things. Because you know, know when you have family over, you have those crazy uncles and whatever, and if they're MAGA supporters, I don't even know why we welcome into the house, but <laughs> <laughs> if if they get in there somehow, you know this this guy will help you. Well, Thanksgiving is come and gone, but
0: well, you are. know it could be useful for Christmas. Yeah. You may get together again. That's true. Uh, next month, uh, the Biden administration released this your handy guide for responding to crazy MAGA nonsense this Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> you can't make it up. No, yeah, I mean it's it's just so stupid.
1: I mean, didn't the Obama administration do something similar when Obamacare was being pushed, and they had some somebody in a robe that with a hot cup of cocoa. Oh, here's how to talk to your relatives about Obamacare.
0: <laughs> the guy wearing the onesies, the yes. black onesies. Imagine needing political talking points for a holiday encounter with loved ones. <laughs> um, yep yeah, that that's that's not a uh, it's not a dinner I would want to go to. Just saying doesn't doesn't strike me as a fun place to be for dinner. 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. We've got uh, a little bit more news dealing with taxes and regulations, and the Supreme Court will share that with you because it could make a huge impact on the cost of living. And we'll tell you what's on the lineup for the rest of the day. On the Gary Nolan Show, it's the Zimmer Radio Network. 10 to 12, glad to have you with us. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. Uh, Apparently, um, big government and bureaucracy are going to be challenged at the Supreme Court. And I'm kind of anxious to see how this turns out. Uh, They're going to hear the first of two landmark cases challenging uh, the administrative state. Uh, the SEC versus uh, Jerks, uh, Jerk, uh, um It's a bedrock Constitutional principle that colonists Fought to defend in the American Revolution the right to a trial by Jury Right now Some of these extra-constitutional Bureaucracies Can Bring charges against you And then try you In their own court No jury just their own people. I mean this is this is playing to a uh, to a tilted house. And in this case, uh they're arguing that shouldn't be the case, uh, that we should be able to have a trial by jury. These administrative agencies shouldn't have the power they do. The other thing these administrative agencies do and that the courts have uh, have uh, accepted is They will take the bureaucracy's word for it when they make an assertion or an allegation. Uh, And this is being challenged as well. So if uh, the EPA says you're destroying a a wetland or that whatever you're doing on your private property is going to have some massive uh, impact on the rest of, of society, whatever it is, the courts have traditionally said, well, if that's what they say, that's the case. We're, we're taking their word for it. And that's being challenged. And it should be challenged. These bureaucracies, in many cases, shouldn't even exist. Dodd-Frank shouldn't exist. The SEC shouldn't exist. The Securities and Exchange Commission should not exist. Uh, And their power to penalize shouldn't exist. Look, if you commit a fraud, there are laws against that. And you get prosecuted for it. You don't need the Securities and Exchange Commission for this. And nowhere in the Constitution does the government have that authority. Congress doesn't have the authority to delegate their power. And we see them do this over and over again, and then these bureaucracies because they're like a cancer that need to exist, they need to grow they they have this burning desire to get more powerful and more money and, and and they they just get out of control. so I'm anxious to see what the Supreme Court does with this. people on the left. And some left-leaning Republicans are arguing, "Oh, this is terrible! Uh, this, you know, these kinds of lawsuits are going to destroy the the bureaucracy that um, you know support the country." And there are, in fact, Republicans that are on board with this. Uh, the fate of an obscure provision in Donald Trump's 2017 tax package will be reviewed by the Supreme Court next week and it has experts panicked over the potential to destabilize the nation's tax system. In addition, some say the outcome could preemptively block Congress from creating a wealth tax. And so that you would understand where the Democrats would be you know concerned because they somehow think a wealth tax is, is fair and a good idea. I of course don't. Most free market people don't. It's a terrible idea. Uh, the case exposed questions about the accuracy of the uh, personal story of Washington state couple that presented um, to the court uh, their challenge about a tax on a on an offshore holding. They're saying, you know, the argument that, that uh, the left and some Republicans are relying on are uh, these people uh, really shouldn't have the right to to bring this case at all. They're not defending the law. They're just saying uh, these people shouldn't be bringing the case, which is you know it's not a defense of that law. But Republicans are on on board with this as well. They're arguing that that we we need this these tax dollars, and if this law uh, is reversed, if this is reviewed, and the Supreme Court. Uh, Agrees that it's an abuse of power, well, there could be repercussions. We won't be able to take as much money from people as we want to, including, I got to tell you, former House Speaker Paul Ryan. He doesn't like this. He doesn't like the idea that the government could be disemboweled and unable to take your tax dollars. So you got the Biden administration and some Republicans as well. They, you know, they say they're, they're not doing this because they're in favor of a wealth tax. But they worry that a ruling against one little-known provision could undermine vast swaths of existing taxes on investments, partnerships, and foreign income, which raise billions, even trillions in revenue. I want rich people to be able to invest... I want all of us to be able to invest without being taxed. I don't care if this means they don't have an income tax, that they're just living on their investment. Really, I don't care. Let them off the hook. Let them have as much money as they want so they can invest and create new products, drive the, the economy, come up with new services, new ideas. You don't want to punish that behavior. You want to reward that behavior. And it should be the same for you. I don't care if you're a billionaire, a millionaire, you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars, or you're just making 50 grand or 60 grand uh, like the average family does. You should be able to take your money and put it somewhere, invest it somewhere, where you can get a return. And you should be encouraged to do this. And that means not punishing people when they take their money out. It, it, it's just, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense uh, that we would have Republicans fighting to keep taking people's money. Just another reason for me to be incredibly disappointed Uh, in the Republican Party. 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. We got Glenn Beck coming up. He is right behind us. Sean Hannity is going to be on board. Randy Tobler is going to be on board. Talking all the way through till tomorrow morning with Wake Up Mid-Missouri. You cannot go wrong. This is the place to keep your radio dial set Uh, because we got the best talkers anywhere. How much time, Brian? I'm almost out of time here, aren't I? We are under a minute. Under a minute. All right. Apparently, in Michigan, they're using tax dollars to fund a Jim Crow museum. Featuring a tree with a noose, KKK robes, and white-only signs. This is, you know, why we're using tax dollars for this, I don't know. But apparently, they are. Uh, The public university in Michigan houses the Jim Crow Museum part of the campus for many years uh, and they're getting this collection of racist memorabilia they're going to break ground on a new building according to their uh, website uh, adding that uh, so far the campus has raised 14 million of a 22 million dollar goal why? that should be something for the private citizens to do we got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.